This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, Nathan, it's that time of year again. Yes, the gift-giving time or the death-producing time. That's right. We've got a really fun podcast today because we're going to be talking about the cars that are going away, the RIPD cars. Yeah, the ones that are going to get the axe, the ones that are no longer going to be around, the ones that will no longer bother you. Yes, for 2023. And then there's a list of cars that... uh, Well, we're going to give you the list that's definitely going away, and then we're going to give you those that are in danger of going away. So we're going to do both. But before we get to that, uh, I just watched uh, R.I.P.D. 2 on Netflix. Oh, I'm sorry you did that. Yeah, it it was one of those shows that was like so bad it was good. Oh, okay. Did you see the first one? Yes, I did, and I really didn't understand why a second one was made. Well, the first one was like Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Yeah, the dude who uh, was in Tron. I mean, there was like real Yeah, what's that guy's name now? Ian, what's Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and you know, it. those guys bring some, like, talent to the screen, so they made up, you know, a pretty, made up some of it. pretty goofy, but they had none of that in the, in the new one. It, oh. was, it was so, so stupid. <laughs> that, and, and they tried to be, I think, politically correct in some really, like, awkward ways. Oh. Anyway, watch it if you want to see a really good movie that's really bad. And I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special, and I highly recommend it, and it was really good and touching and blah, 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 blah. There we go. Okay, so we just gave... What, what was that on? Uh, Disney Plus. Oh, oh, I gotta check it out then. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 I, like, I always forget about Disney Plus. Like, I remember one, like, The Mandalorian, I went and looked yeah, at it, yeah, and yeah. then, you know, and then I forgot about it, and then they bring back another one, and I go back to it, because it's all kid stuff, right? Well, it, uh, not all of it. it and, of it. yeah, it's, but it's definitely, I say, worth watching. Anyway, but let's let's get to, I don't know, Cars? Yeah, let's get to Cars, but right. before we get to Cars, let's get to Old Cars, Mm-hmm. The ones that uh, you know we own. Uh, we just did a thing where, as you know, we did a video where actually a video series where we wanted to bring back some '90s convertibles. And one of the cars that we brought back was a 2002, ironically, not a '90s one, a Jaguar XK8. But it's still the same essentially as the one that was built in the late '90s and all that. Which, by which, the way, which you drove. I drove and I adored. If I had the money to buy it, I would have bought it off of TFL. I loved it. Um, 
You, you could still buy it. <laughs> Six and a half thousand. Especially now. I just bought a new car. I can't buy another yeah, Another one, yeah. yeah. Bring, honey, I traded in the uh, <laughs> Santa Cruz. Sorry, the, the logical car went away, but look, we got a convertible. <laughs> Rear-wheel drive, just in time for winter. <laughs> it's, it's no bueno. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, you know, we kept that car, and we tried to make it. We, we, we called the series from uh, stud to dud because the cars were kind of now old and tired and Especially that Jaguar kind of became the poster child for, you know, the old man driving it to the country club with his two and a half golf club bags in the back, right? And his varicose veins, yada, 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 bad, bad, like, uh, you know, white shoes. Wow, I am never going to drive that Jaguar again, ever. But no, I'm saying that's what me feel horrible. It became like the stereotype. Uh, Yeah, it is a stereotype. So we thought, let's make it youthful, let's make it cool. So um, the irony of that car is that me and Tommy first saw it parked on a rock in front of our house. The guy who owned it was an older dude. (laughs) It was beached. And we were driving to work, and the road goes east into the sun, and the sun got into his eyes, and he drove on the... Uh, medium and the medium has rocks in it, so you don't drive on it. Like really I, big rocks. Yeah, like you know, like two foot tall rocks. And he drove it and beached it on a rock. And then he used Toby, our mechanic, to fix it. So Toby bought it from him, and then Toby, you know, fixed some of the damage uh, in some pretty basic ways. And then he sold it to us for six and a half for the series. And I, it drove like a dream. It had a couple minor issues here and there, but for the most part, it was a terrific car. So we thought, let's make this car cool again. So what we did was we. Replaced a nose cone. Mm-hmm. We fixed Toby's homemade solution to the grill, which was, I think, I think that was like chicken wire or something he stuck I, in I there. I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah. But it worked. It worked. It, it, yeah, yeah, like he spray painted one side, the other side was all rusty. Uh, and, of course, uh, we detailed it, so we polished it. Uh, and uh, people were really good with that. And then this week, we on TFL Car, or all TFL.com, we published a video where we wrapped it. And we really didn't wrap it, right? We just basically put... Uh, well, you got to go see it, but the idea was we were going to make it kind of fun and youthful. So what we did was we took a racing stripe and put it down kind of asymmetrically down one side. Which uh, was interesting. It was all good, right? Yeah. Nobody had a problem with that. Uh, and then we took another, this was white, black car, so it pops. Then we took another stripe and put it down the side of the car on both sides and then kind of cut TFL into it. Nobody Which had was a problem interesting. with that. Yeah. And then this is where people all of a sudden had a problem. Then we took some red wrap. And we wrapped the mirrors, the side mirrors. People were like, okay. Mm-hmm. They were kind of okay with that, sort of, kind of. And then we took um, the red wrap and did the A-pillars. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the, the car has kind of a, almost like a, a fish-like, dare I say it, mouth, right? It's got this kind of round mouth. It's a kissable, beautiful mouth. Right, right. And, and we, <laughs> we took the red wrap and we put it around, kind of in the way that uh, Aston Martin does for some of their race cars. Uh, and we, we yeah. and you said it looks like a. What, what did you say it looked like? I, I can't say this. I can't you can say, say it. it. It's a blow up doll. Yeah, you said it, that's what it looked like, and that was some of the comments. I'll, I'll read you some of the comments yeah. that we got. Okay, uh, not feeling the bumper. The detailing looked great. Not feeling the red and white uh, stripes. Lipstick on a pig. Oh my God. Was that Roman's idea? Pill those stickers off. Way too disjointed. No, sorry. Um, here's a good one. The red lips might have seemed like a good idea, but not so much. Sir William Lyons, who founded Jaguar, aspired to grace, pace, and space for his cars. The red front end says nothing about grace. A boy racer take on a classic car. That was just some of the nicer comments. Yeah, I think we got, there may have been a death threat or two. Who knows? But the, the, the thing is, is that... It's all about experimentation. Now, we're not a video group that really does builds, per se, in terms of, you know, like welding and blah, 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 blah in our shop. Not yet. 
but we're still learning certain things. I'm not like, making excuses. You're, I am. You're making. I'm, here's, I, no, because no, I, I love the car. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come out swinging, Nathan. <coughs> now, now I understand why dealers order nothing but white, black, and silver cars, because our color palette and our taste, at least according to these comments, are so effing boring, right? That if you go outside of the guardrails by a couple inches, you get all this hate. I mean, well, come on, this, is a, stick on the this is a six and a half thousand dollar Jaguar that was going to the junkyard. Let's face it, that's, that's where it was going to end up, right? Then why didn't you wrap it in British racing green? That would have been my question. Because, that because it, you could have just bought a green one. What's the point of that? Because there's, you can't find a green one for that price. There's no, first of all, the wrap itself would have cost probably more than the car. Yeah, probably. Which is, which so, that, so, and, that, and there's no doubt there. All right, so that's already problematic. Yeah. And then you're not doing anything but taking a black car and turning, like I said, you know, hey, uh, I'm going to get a what? white truck. Uh, no, I'm going to go outside of my comfort zone and get a black one. Come on, guys. Get a little bit of, like, like color in your lives. Yeah. I'm saying get a little bit of, like, 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 like you would say, lead in your pencil and do something that's going to get some attention. And, yes, I know the Jaguar is about space grace and blah, 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 blah. But this is a $6,500 car that was going nowhere but to the junkyard. And we made it, I think, interesting and different and fun. I know you guys hate fun, apparently, because... You oh, know, but it, no, that's oh, not... It's got to be fair. graceful. Come on. No, You're, it is fair. No, it's not, because some of these people are just like, you know, it would be fun if you had done A, B, and C. Sure. Some yeah, of them were spent saying... Spent $6,000 on, no, 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 on, no. on a British racing green wrap. No, 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 no. People were feeling the white stripes. People were even okay with the side stripes and some of the other stuff. I think that people drew the line when you put the wait, red wait. lipstick on so there. So people were okay with a, with a white racing stripe, which uh-huh. is on every... Mustang and every Shelby ever built, right? Ooh, that's really shaking. Oh, there's the black boat. ones too. Okay, yes, true yeah, that. that true. <laughs> and people are okay with the white stripe. Down. Oh, wow! But the minute you put red lipstick on a, yes. on a Jaguar, then people are going to have issue. That, I, I, that's what makes it fun. I, I won't disagree with that it makes it unique. Okay. But there are some people out there who are like, mm, you know what? I don't really look, want that type look, of fun, dude. You you can if you got you, you, you know. This is your just, definition of we, fun. We just had this conversation, so yeah. we're, we're doing this. We're doing this video where all these cars are dying, right? Yes. And the reason they're dying is because people aren't buying them. Well, right? yeah. Right? It's like save the manual. If you really believe in saving the manual. Then you would buy a manual. Right, right, yeah. right. And if you really believe you want grace, well, let me get that quote again. If you really believe, hold on, let me find that quote because that really is Really what's quote. important is that Enzo really liked uh, certain Jaguars. And that, that in itself just speaks volumes. If you, and Enzo would never if, put red lipstick really, on there. If you really want grace, space, and pace, right? Mm. Then go buy a freaking Jaguar. And the fact is, a Jaguar, as much as you know, is unthinkable, is on the death's door right now. Unless somebody goes out and actually buys Jaguar, there's a realistic chance. They just the CEO just resigned from the company. Yeah, yeah. Last time I checked, Nathan, this is absolutely true. Absolutely true. They had sold, and this was maybe like a month ago, maybe two months ago, 1,200 cars this year. This year, not I this week. That was in the states. Not yeah, in the states. Yeah. Not this month. This year, Ford yeah. sells twelve hundred F one fifties in about three days. It, oh, even less in some cases. But, but you see what I'm saying. Oh, so, I, I, so, so I, I, all of you out there who are like, "Wait, it looks horrible," you know, it should be grace. Go out and buy a freaking Jaguar if you want grace, space, and pace. Or at least Other, a used one. Otherwise, yes. Otherwise, let us try to save. You know this 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 aging and dying brand by making it fun and you know frilly and and goofy. Right? At least it's something. Yeah, we're. I hate to use this term, agreeing to disagree, but I think I'm on. I'm on the fence about some of this. As I said, I like I, some of what I, we did. I, I, I do, but just you know, it's it's a question of aesthetics. 
your aesthetics don't necessarily match Brent from Wisconsin. No, I, I agree. It's way out there. Mm. Like I said, it, it is definitely. Why didn't you use yellow? Oh, you don't have an answer for yellow. Why not yellow lipstick in the front like some I could, other? I, I see yellow would have worked. I yeah. could, we could have done yellow, but I liked red because uh, it's you know it's TFL colors, right? Well, so the Jaguar is yeah. black and red is our color. So that's why I chose red. Okay. So I, I, I think rather than belaboring this point, definitely in the comments below, let us know what you would do with the Jaguar if it were yours, You know this particular one that we have. Now, didn't we do an exhaust on it as well? Yeah, we did. Uh, and everybody hated the exhaust too, but it sounds magnificent. It does sound actually really good. The good news is... And you got to go look at it. It's hard to describe, but go look at it. It's on alltfl.com. There it is. Okay, um, now, should we go on? Real quickly, I wanted to thank our Patreon. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, uh, especially if you guys like the Jaguar on your Patreon. Uh, thank you very much for your support. Without it, we would not be able to do what we're doing here. And by the way, if you want to talk directly to us and have something answered, more often than not, Andre is doing that with the Truck Podcast, but because the majority of the questions are about truck. But uh, with Patreon, you're able to talk directly to us and get a direct answer sent right to hey, you. Hey, could you do me a favor and put that in front of the computer? I really am proud of that. Thank you. And the reason I bring that up is because that shows that we have a million subscribers. Over a million. On car. But guess what? This weekend, we got a million subscribers on uh, TikTok. Followers. So we have car. a million on truck. We have a million on car. Well, over. Uh, and we have a million on TikTok. Yes. We have like half a million on now. We're doing really well on um, what you classics. Classics, yeah, classics is, is, is about to uh, break 200k. Guys, thank you for following all those channels. Um, and w at least for now, while Roman is currently occupied, he's not too bored. So we may not do another channel for another year or two. But <laughs> we're prepare. not doing any more channels. TFL bro, bro. TFL bro. So TFL bro. So we've got it says a million followers. Yeah. And 31.7 million likes on, on TikTok. That's, that's, you know, that's... That is most, you know, honestly, a lot of that is Tommy. Yeah, a lot that, of that is, is a Tommy. lot of hustle yeah. from Tommy yeah. and, and the crew. And thank you guys for doing that if you're, if you're listening. So should we get to the... And by the way, if you want to go check out our TikTok channel. Oh, what's on It's uh, TFL, TFL Studios. Yeah. Or all TFL, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, let's get, let's get to the list. I'm, I think we've kept our fine <clears throat> viewers and listeners waiting long enough, so... Uh, Shall we start with, uh, how, how did Zach organize this? Well, Zach, he, he took this from uh, a particular... Um, on Autoblog. On Autoblog, yep, but he added to it. So, so we added to it. So thank you to our friends at Autoblog. Yes, for thank you guys. Uh, and let's start, I think he did it alphabetically. It looks like it's alphabetical. Yeah, yeah we, we did our best to do this. Now, by the way, if we mention vehicles or forget to mention vehicles, write it in the comments below because it's entirely possible that some snuck in between the time you see this and the time we read this. By, by the way, I'm really worried about Jaguar. I am too, but, but but they are selling more uh, crossovers than they are cars, and I'm worried that, the, anything. that the, the Jaguar sedan, which I still adore, I still love the look of them and the way they ride, I'm worried that the Jaguar sedan, the classic Jaguar sedan, is going to disappear. So, so, so what happened with Jaguar is they had a new seat, they, they had a plan to have like a seven-seater electric vehicle, mm -hmm. and then they had another, there were two electric vehicles that were coming, and they hired this, I think he's Italian, new CEO, and mm -hmm. he scrapped that. Yep. Uh, he said no, and, th and those cars were ready, almost ready to be rolled out. They were like, I mean, they had spent probably hundreds of millions in getting them almost ready to roll. And mm -hmm. then he came in and he said, no, what I'm going to do with Jaguar is I'm going to make it a premium brand to rival like Aston Martin, 
right? So that that was the plan. Yeah, for, that was his plan, and of course that plan went out the window when he. Well, we don't know if he got fired or if he resigned because he was, you know, whether he was pushed or jumped. We don't know, but he announced and this is not too long ago that, that he's leaving, and now Jaguar is once again without a CEO and without a, a like a, a clear direction on where the brand's going to go. I, I, I volunteer to be a CEO. I will make your brand better. Or hire Bob Iger. He is back at Disney, and I think he'll help Jaguar, too. The, the problem is they're part of JLR, right? So it's Jaguar, Land Rover, Range Rover, JLR. Which Tata owns. Yeah, and um, while they're building, you just mentioned it, while they're building crossovers, they really have a hard time going up against crossovers that are built by Land Rover and Range Rover. So you see the problem. You can't, yeah, I, I you can't like cannibalize to, sales. In, in, yeah, because yeah. you're infighting. In and you drove recently a Jaguar crossover, and you were kind of like, you kind of liked it, but you didn't love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, so there's a new F-Type, right, the sports car, which mm. now has the 4.4-liter twin-turbo out of the BMW, mm -hmm. uh, which is phenomenal. Uh, but the, the, the company, you know, has – whenever they've built, um, like, leading – and competitive sports cars, they've done really well. It's when they've tried to compete with the Germans, like with the XC, right, where they went up against the 3 Series, where yeah. they went for volume. And they've done it twice, and both times it blew up spectacularly. And I owned one of them, so I, I owned the X-Type, which was, you know... I'm sorry, audience. Under, under the four years, they tried to compete and go mainstream. Yeah, it was and a then, and, and then they tried to do the same thing with the XC, right, against mm -hmm. the 3 Series, and it also didn't work. So I think, I think Jaguar needs to not try to compete with the Germans, but actually, you know, forge their own way. I, they and need I think to retrace their roots. Yeah. And I think that they need to establish their own identity. And they need to do it in a big fashion. I think one final push, I agree they should produce more electric vehicles because it's competitive. But while they still can, they have the technology to build really good cars that speak to individuals that are unique. Screw what the Germans are doing. Forget what the Japanese and Koreans are doing. Don't worry about the Americans. Make your own yeah, car. Many, Make I mean, it unique. I mean, how many buyers are out there who are buying Jaguars because they're not a BMW, Mercedes, or Audi? I mean, there's some people who do that. There are some. But I actually know somebody But you can't does. build a business on that. No, it's not enough. It's not enough. And <clears throat> perhaps you look at the direction that Volvo went and how they decided to go a slightly different direction. Although, granted, they have someone with deep pockets who's because running of, the ship. Because of the Chinese ownership. Exactly. But, you know, you, you guys are in a unique position to where you have a you have brand identity, you have brand cachet. And perhaps I think Jaguar should really go back and maybe a little bit of retro, maybe a little bit more feel, a little bit more customer identity where you're bringing in and saying only someone like Johnny Depp will drive this car or only someone like Roman Micah will drive this car and put think, red lipstick I, on I, it. I think that's what we try to do with that XKA, right? We try to make it fun and youthful and uh, relevant versus kind of just, you know, old and stodgy and... You know, set. It, and it's hard. It's hard for legacy brands to do that. I get it, right? It's really hard. But with electric vehicles, every brand has this opportunity. And Tommy was talking about this. And I'm sorry, we'll get to this this list in a second. Yeah. But I want to get your opinion and your opinion out there too. He he's exactly right. He was talking about all the electric crossovers, right? That are that are coming out. A gazillion, right? They they all look alike, Nathan. Yes, they, they, especially from the profile. They, I mean, whether it's a Maki -E or an ID four, or even the Model Y, or or even a Model Y, they're just all really boring designs. Yeah, they're teared up shapes. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. And, and this is an opportunity to completely. I mean, the fit, the form factor is completely different because you've got the skateboard of a chassis, mm -hmm. so you could do whatever you want on top. And Jaguar was one of the first ones with. I don't know why they called it the I-Pace, not the E-Pace, but with the I-Pace, right? Yeah. And they could have taken that very well-engineered 
I think it won. I think it actually won all kinds of prizes. I think it was like World Car, all this stuff. It, it won a lot, but unfortunately, it still never had the range to be competitive. Just after, but, it was but they built. never took that chassis, which is you know, which is what you normally would do, and then you know, build a convertible on it. Build, I agree. You, you see what I'm saying? I totally they, agree. They just let they just let it die, which I don't, to this day I don't understand. I think that was new management. That when he came in, he, maybe he wanted to kill that off. He killed off uh, like two other EV projects that they had almost produced. Yeah. So. It's an individual, but hey, you know, you can only do sour grapes for so long. What do you do to make a company like that profitable quickly? So, so what, what electric cars now are interesting in terms of design? There's only a handful of them, right? There is uh, the Hyundai and Kia Twins. I think the Ionic, Ionic Five is still one of the coolest cars, not just because we got a chance to really drive and it. The EV, it's a cool looking car. And the EV6. I don't like the way it looks, but I, I, some people do. And the Ionic 6. Yeah. That's the one that just came out in LA. Right. Yeah, it yeah, that's like, that's, that's the that's the one you reviewed. It's in kind Korea. of it looks like it looks like a infinity. That's the one I really don't like. I'm sorry, okay. you don't like that one. The, the no, because it's a total teardrop. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying it's unique. It doesn't look like every other one. No, so, it doesn't. So You're those right. are unique. The Hummer is certainly unique. The Hummer EV, whether you like it or not. But it's okay. That's a problem, right? Where you like some people love it and some people hate it. I just it. find it a useless design, but I totally get why some people would dig it. I get it. Um, but, and you're right. If you have a skateboard platform. In reality, there is almost nothing you can't do with that in terms of packaging, and it is all about packaging. And you know, very recently, I actually on if you go to tflcar.com and it's all, all TFL, uh, I do a column every week called Ask Nathan, and I actually talked about retro EV design. And what happened was I was at the SEMA show, mm -hmm. <laughs> which was rough, and. Um, Nissan had an Aria, which, by the way, another Nissan, one that looks like everything else. Yeah, but what they did is they brought in a guy who wrapped it and put cool wheels on it, so it looked like a Woody, and it kind of looked cool. And it was just okay, like, okay, that's a, it's already a bad sign when you got to bring in a guy to make it look like. Well, the a worst Woody. part is it's not on the road. That's the worst part oh, yeah, of the Aria. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, Nissan, you totally blew it. By the time that thing comes out, it'll be at least a generation. <laughs> oh, it's 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 already like three years past, almost three years I know, past. It should but, be. But the point is, the point I'm getting at, Roman. I know is that that car went from being just like any other car to, hmm, oh, this is interesting, because they did something kind of unique. Why not make it so a customer can hit a button and select, well, I got a convertible, it's on the exact same platform as, boop, I hit a button, a station wagon, boop, minivan, boop, whatever. All of those things should fit on a skateboard platform. That's what you guys have been marketing for years, and we're not well, seeing it. And Volkswagen does that usually, right? The Volkswagen group does that. Yeah, right? you're seeing that with the ID Buzz. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. And finally, with the, and, uh, finally, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! And that thing's not coming until 2024. Uh, it's to America. ridiculous that we have to wait this long. But remember, the Europeans get the good stuff because no soap for you in the United States. And, and by the way, one of the one of the Volkswagens is on this list that we'll be talking about. Let's let's save it till the end. Yes, okay. it's, it's V. So well, it's, it's V anyway. So yeah. yeah. Should we go on the list? Yeah, go we... for it. Let's start with the list. Okay. We, we've, we've ranted long enough. And I don't see any Jaguars on here. Congratulations. Um, but there's nothing new from Jaguar either. <laughs> on the other side of the coin trying, is also I was trying to be, be positive. Yeah, okay. yeah, so much for that. Thanks, Roman. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so dead cars for 2023. And once again, there are other ones that are rumored to disappear. We'll hit those in a minute. Uh, the Acura ILX, which is being replaced by the Integra. Yeah, and I think that's a smart that's a smart marketing move. I, I think move. it's a really good move. The ILX really was never uh, it was always kind of like watered down Civic. Uh, I think they tried to go for luxurious Civic, Civic mm -hmm. but I think they ended up with a watered down Civic. And I know that's weird, but that's always you know to, by by trying to make it more luxurious and more upscale, they actually made it less interesting and less. Uh, um, 
less sellable in some ways. Mm, I don't know. I like it a lot. I you, think you like the ILX. I liked the ILX when it first came out. Yeah. And I like the idea of it um, because it's entry level into Acura. And I've, I, I fully admit I do like Acura, and you guys know that. Um, but I also like the fact that the because it just aren't selling them. And the Integra is a more utilitarian car. It's got the hatch. It's a much more logical setup altogether. I did not like the Integra when I first saw the sample of it. Remember the yellow one? That looked terrible. But up close, the regular one, I think, looks okay. So I think it's a so, really so, good move. So you were a fan of the ILX? I was a fan really? for, for the original ILX. And then I just, they just kept kind of making it a little soft and just, I don't know, I, I just felt like Acura kind of so, dropped the ball. So one of my friends um, that I run with bought one of, bought one of them, mm -hmm. uh, and she loves it. She says she's it's a good little car. She's very happy with it. Uh, but, you know, uh, in terms of a car that's for the enthusiast, right, the stuff that we value, which is like driving enjoyment, engagement, the kind of car where you would – just go out for a drive. The ILX never had that sort of appeal to me. And the Integra mm. does. We just had the Integra, and I could see myself taking that out for a It know, is a much a more fun beautiful, yeah. fun car, yeah. and it still has some luxury amenities in it. Once again, I'm not disagreeing with Acura making this, uh, making this decision. I just think that the ILX had some decent past components to it. Uh, speaking of Acura, the next one, mm, it's a sad one, but once again, you guys didn't buy them, and that's the Acura NSX. The production of the Type S Special Edition just wrapped up. Sold out like that. And that was the coolest looking one, too. From Wednesday. Yeah. Ba-boom. Yeah. Oh, so from the show. He likes Wednesday. <laughs> I don't blame him. Um, <clears throat> the show on Netflix, right? Wednesday. Yeah. The Adams Family. Sorry. Yeah, the Adams Family. Whole thing. Yeah. Um, the NSX is one of the most underrated sports cars in the world. It has some of the tech that you could find in a LaFerrari. And it absolutely performs beautifully, yet it can be driven fairly comfortably. I'm not a big fan of the seats. But in terms of its overall driving ability and its looks, I think it's an astonishing car, especially the final if, versions of it. If you were to ask me what car you should buy for a collector as an investment mm -hmm. grade car, that is the one that, that if you have a hundred and they're very expensive, sixty, hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's actually a drop in the bucket compared to what some other cars cost. Sure that, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying if you if you are in that world and you have that money instead of getting in line for 911, which you know a lot of you are out there in that mm -hmm. world. Go get yourself an NSX and hold on to it because it's, it's got car. it's got the classic, uh, you know, ingredients for being hugely popular like 30 years from now. Uh, limited production, very limited production. Very limited. You know, there, there, there's always those cars that were like underappreciated or disliked when they were new, and then. All of a sudden, the world wakes up, and they find out that it's a really good car. And it's got real curb appeal. I've seen these things everywhere. I drove one through the snow once and actually got a chance to get one sideways at a uh, drifting thing, and it was the most enjoyable car I've ever driven Built from that. Built in America. Yeah. Built in Ohio, which most people are like, what? Draw drops. They think it's made in How Japan. can that be built here? And nope, built, it's built just in America. A terrific car. Now, I wanted to talk about a car that I know Roman really likes. In fact, he even owned one of these. Okay. Actually, he owned an, an NSX, too. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I think almost everything on this list one of us has owned, <laughs> or yeah. we know someone who's owned. Yeah, but we'll next to. one too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the Audi TT. Yes. That is going away with the 2022 model year. Before you get excited, we owned like the first generation, the one that was very like uh, Bauhaus. Bauhaus. Yeah, mm -hmm. the one that was all roundy, and uh, th that the problem with that one was the one we bought was like five and a half thousand. Uh, and Audi during that generation seemed to build cars that had built in. Um, replacement 
figured into the. Well, wasn't the platform? Um, it was like a, it was built it was on a the golf. It was a golf, but but the the Audi version, even though it had like more stainless steel than you can shake a stick at, it still started to fall apart after about a hundred thousand miles. Those seats were glorious. Yeah, see, we had we had seats. the baseball stitching I one, love those and ours seats. was that kind of uh, uh, it was kind of jet uh, gray color, which was really cool. But the car just, first of all, it did not hold up. So every, you know, every time you got into it, something broke on it, <laughs> and something expensive, right? That right. was potentially val more valuable than the car. Number two, even though it was all wheel drive, uh, it had the turbo, but it didn't. No, we had the we had the six cylinder, so we had the bigger of the two engines. Do you have a V6? Yeah, we had the V6. I think oh. it was a V6, but it was slow and it was not very fun to drive. Yeah, it, it looks like a really fun car, but unless you... It's but the not. newer, the, the final versions of the TT, some of the sport versions of the car were extraordinary. The, the one I'm longing for is the TT RS. Yeah, the RS. Yeah, so that that belonged like the... the, the That's already the, a collector's, dude. Yeah, the current generation yeah. of the TT RS, I would love. Uh, but the Audi TT is sadly going away. Uh, you know, the, the rumor is that they're going to replace it with something electric. Yeah, which reminds me, uh, the next one on this list, the Audi R8. Um, as we know it, at least, according to Zach, our producer, he says that Audi is shifting towards EVs. And so it sounds like the A8 may be, one, or the R8 may be one of those casualties along the way. So that was one that gave, like, seriously, the 911 a run for its money, right? All-wheel drive, mm -hmm. uh, affordably priced, uh, you know, mid-engined, which was... Pretty cool. Still one of the or, best. Or was it mid or rear? It, it, it was it was mid-engine, was actually. It, mid it wasn't yeah. full-on rear. Remember when we had the two, we had the manual and the automatic? And we, the manual was the V8, and then when the auto we had was the V10. 10, yeah, out of the, out of the Lamborghini. I loved that V8. It was the most flexible driving, forgiving car. It was comfortable to sit in. You and I both fit just fine. It was a great car. And it was early days TFL, by the way, when we did those videos, like 10 years ago now. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful car. My, my only rub with the R8, and they actually made it worse over the generations, mm. uh, was that it was a little too perfect. You know, you know what I mean. It was just a little too cold and a little too. It's like it's the exact opposite of what a Ferrari is, right? A Ferrari uh. is emotionally engaging and just like you know sets your sets your heart on fire. I Whereas the mm. Audi kind of talked to the left side of your head, the, the brain, and it was logical and it was very German, but it just didn't like have that passion. To... I, I completely disagree. Fair I enough. think a McLaren is something that is almost too left brain. Uh, whereas in, I think that the Audi spoke to my happy German side, and there is one. And I say to you, Entschuldigung. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the Buick Encore. Now, there's a funny thing going on right now with General Motors. And that is, we don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, General Motors recently well, changed the tracks. $112,000 electric trucks. <laughs> Indeed, they are. Uh, the Chevy tracks, which shared a platform with Buick Encore, the little one, um, well, that's going away. And a brand new one, which Roman's done a lot of talking about, is coming out soon. It's well, actually a pretty a, interesting. Vehicle. I actually sat in it for the first time. We did right. a, we and did it a, fit. We did a video, and what makes the new track so cool is that it starts at $21,000. And I did a video, and in a time where used car prices have gone ballistic and new car prices have gone beyond ballistic, to have a new car that's coming out that's going to start at $21,000. And the one that I <laughs> sat in was the Active, which was the top of the line, 
24? No, 29. 29. So it starts to figure the average price is going to be about 25. But I just found the car to be interesting. I found it to be the only thing missing in it was all-wheel drive for me here in Colorado. Yeah, which is interesting that they decided to omit that. But that could change in the future. The other thing is that um, I actually did a quick uh, read-up on that vehicle. It actually comes with a lot of standard equipment, which is great. But going back to the Buick, now... Part of that vehicle is disappearing as its old form with a tiny little one, and this is a much bigger one, the uh, the Chevy Trax. So this Buick Encore has no place to live, but there's the Encore GX, which essentially replaces it, and it's a larger vehicle. It has more power, and essentially it's a better vehicle all around. Um, but I will say this. Even though the Encore was kind of unloved by some journalists, I actually thought it was a decent little car for the money, and the all-wheel drive system worked good, so much so that my sister bought a used one a couple years ago, and she absolutely adores it. It's just a very simple, perfect car for my old fart sister. Okay, should we move on? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so speaking of General Motors, the next one is the Chevy Spark. Goodbye. That one's going away. And no big surprise, A, nobody's buying them, yeah, that even goes, fleet sales. That goes back, I think, to their partnership a long time ago in Korea with Daewoo, right? That's where that like got... Uh, yeah, I, I that is that. that is a Korean-built vehicle. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, some of these other ones are as well, including the, uh, I think, the uh, the new GX uh, Encore is... The, 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 Spark, the Spark, you know, the name was good. We had the EV for a while, remember? Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> I hated that. But I liked the regular Wait, why'd Spark. Why did you hate the EV? No because range. it had no range. Yeah, it I had. mean, uh, Tommy, Tommy loved that car, but it had, like, seriously, 60 miles of range. Yeah, if that. And, and it just... I, I don't know. It just more. It, it felt more like a golf cart. It didn't feel like a true EV. It to was me. tiny, and it was a compliance California compliance car. Exactly. I mean, and I put it up against my ne- uh, Nissan. And you know what's disappointing about it? Huh. I bought it because we had the 2014, which was the one that had batteries by a company called ABC, which subsequently went out of business. Mm, yeah. But it had like it supposedly had like 400 pound foot of torque. Didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like it. Yeah. Right. If, if it did, they buried it because then they went to the LG and they toned it down. But it didn't like smoke its front tires, which I was expecting. I thought it was going to be this Hellcat, uh, tiny little front wheel drive monster, and it was just a, a city car with not enough range. It and was slightly faster than an old Nissan Leaf. Let me put it to you that way. I think you said it best. I mean, it'd be perfect at like Sun City, Arizona, where you're putting around. Precisely. You know, going or Florida, to, which yeah. is where we got it from. I yeah, think. yeah. When you're putting around going to the Walgreens to get but, your medicine filled. But the regular Spark uh, was the entry level Chevrolet vehicle, and that was one of those vehicles you can get well under twenty thousand dollars, and have actually, I mean, once again, some decent equipment coming into a base model car. Its biggest issue with me had nothing to do with its power or anything else. The biggest issue with me was a Sonic. I would have gone for that all day long. Sonic disappeared a while ago. I know. No, it's not that. Remember the Sonic Turbo? Yeah, it was terrific. I love that. I know. That it was a great little fun I'm car. So, I'm saying just go for the Sonic. Forget yeah, the Spark. But, but it's gone. The Spark's biggest issue with me is that you can only legally hold two people in the back seat. There's a little tray there preventing a third person. However, in other markets, it is permitted to have a third seatbelt back there. Well, so I, I think we uh, topped the payload just the two of us. Yeah, we, did. we probably did. Yeah, forget Three or four, just one and two is the end of it. <laughs> so moving on to Chev- another Chevrolet, which we just mentioned before, is the Chevrolet Tra- Trax, and that's because the new Trax is coming. And I wanted to add more to that Chevrolet Trax that you uh, yeah, jumped let's talk into. About it. That is a much bigger vehicle than the one that uh, it's replacing. It's, it's roomy, Nathan. I see it's, in the it's back. It's exactly the point. in the back. And that's what I really like. I mean, forget the fact that it's 
they call it a crossover. It's not. It's, it's a hatchback that's tall. It's, in my a, book. it's a tall hatchback, yeah. But it has a lot of extra space. And for a $21,000 starting price, which already comes with some pretty good features, I do think that this is a vehicle worth looking at. But I wanted to quickly verify this. Base engine is three-cylinder turbo? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Three-cylinder turbo, yep. which I believe is still Korean source. So keep that in mind. I believe that's where that uh, powertrain comes from. Not necessarily a bad thing, but keep it in mind. Is it an automatic or is it a CVT? Uh, it's an automatic. I think it's an eight-speed auto, actually. Terrific. Yeah, if I so remember right. Yeah. I think it puts out like 130 horsepower, something like that. I'm, I'm something guessing. that size. And, yeah. and the whole point is getting good mileage. I'm glad that General Motors is still building gas-powered vehicles, despite the fact that they are moving to almost all uh, electric in the very near future. So that's a good thing for them. Now, this next vehicle, I'm thrilled to getting rid of. Oh, my. Because it was such yeah. a letdown. Yeah, was that was... such a letdown. That was like, uh, you know, I think Ford needed a vehicle to compete with, like, the Renegade. And the Trax. And the Trax. And the, uh, a Fiat 500, mm, right? Oh, All those 500X, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what we're talking about is the Ford EcoSport. Or do you say EcoSport? Well, I got corrected rudely by one of the Ford uh, PR people, and she said... <laughs> Because I said, is it Echo Sport or Eco Sport? Eco makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, she looked like at me, she goes, economical. no, it's Echo. And I thought, so Echo's a repeating sound, but Eco is sort of like economical, and this is an economical car. That makes no sense. I think someone at Ford just refused to call it Eco Sport for whatever reason. Anyway, it doesn't it's matter. Basically, they took a car that was built and manufactured for, I think, India. India and some of the, yeah, those uh, yeah, markets. Yeah. Those markets and brought it to America. Uh, and uh, I got to say, it had the worst screen in the entire automotive world. That was one for, issue. For the longest time. Just the screen was like like a little line of, of uh, and then they got a bigger screen, eventually got better. But initially, uh, it felt uh, tinny. And I'm being nice mm-hmm. when I say that. Yeah. Uh, it had a rudimentary four-wheel drive system. It was Rolled on Barely, like, rolled on like 13s work. or something. Yeah, no, no, they had they had bigger wheels available. They had 15s. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think they even had a 17. 17s. Okay, on, maybe. Yeah, on one of the versions. Um, th- this was a vehicle that had potential. I thought it looked cool. I really did, especially the uh, overseas one, where they had a spare tire hanging off the back. That was the best style. part of it. Yeah, but nope. they got rid of that for our market. So it's like, uh, okay, it doesn't look cool. Um, it it had some utility, but because the door swung open. As opposed to lifted, uh, it made it difficult for certain areas in order to get access to the back of the vehicle. Back seat wasn't very comfortable. The overall design, although I thought it looked good, really was kind of on the cheap side. And there were other vehicles for the same price. And this is the big issue. Other vehicles for the same price that were better. So uh, I, I, Honda HRV is a really good example. I talked to a Ford dealer because I was curious like, yeah. if this thing sells. So can you guess what, these, what this Ford dealer used them for and how... Uh, he sold them. Or as, uh, whatchamacallit, complimentary cars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, as service loaners. Yeah. And then they would sell them as, uh, like, you know, used car. Right. So, so they, 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 and, and they said, he, he said that that way they sold really well. So you'd have it as a service loaner, right? Mm-hmm. And then you could sell it as a, as a cheap uh, used car. I do have something positive to say about it now that I'm I not, I'm not I'm not being critical. I'm just no, no, saying no, no, that no, that's, no. That's, that's, that's a logical point. Right. One of the easiest cars to park and drive around very crowded neighborhoods. I actually drove this around the campus area over at Boulder, CU. Yeah, it's, it's a car that a lot of like first-year drivers drove. Yeah, actually, I think it would be a really good car for them. It just doesn't have the amenities that a lot of the other Ford products do on top of everything else. So that and it's a shame. It was it had potential. It never lived up to its potential. And, and let's face it, the plastics were about as cheesy as cheesy gets. 
Right. And according to Zach, Maverick is their de facto replacement on price and practicality, style, capability, overall utility, and some other Which things. Which makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah, it makes because I, I, what does Maverick start at? Like 20, uh, if you could 22 get now, I think, is right. realistically. But you still get the hybrid for that. That's your entry level vehicle. Yeah. And then going up to one that has all wheel drive with little turbo is only a couple Ma thousand more. And if you don't know what the Maverick is, because you know, you're new to compact trucks, it's a little tiny truck. That competes with Nathan Santa Cruz. That's correct. And by the way, it was a tough, tough choice between that and the Santa Cruz. That's a whole different video. You can't get Mavericks. That's the other problem. <laughs> They're almost impossible to get right now unless you want to wait six months at least. Yes. Um, okay, let's move on to the next one. Um, the Honda Insight. Now, this is a car that's actually been surrounded a little bit of controversy. Yes, true that. Go for it. Honda Insight, when they recently did a major refresh on it, now this is their hybrid, and they've been having they've had their hybrid around longer, I believe, than the Prius. Um, and their original version of the Insight was a really cool car, or a really horrible car if you bought it used and didn't buy. <laughs> Poor Andre, I wanna, still I'll, getting flack for that car. I, I think I want to say the Insight came out first in. Japan, but the Prius came out first in America. It, it may have. So, like, the Insight was first hybrid, but mm -hmm. then Prius was faster to come here, and then, like, six months later, the Insight I, I, that You may be right. And then that was that weird one with the two-seater that looked which like Which we giant, owned. Which we owned. Manual transmission was available. With the, which, with the covers on the rear wheels. It looked like a big cockroach some ways. Uh, some people say suppository, but... I say that it was a really cool first vehicle. And then they I loved replaced... it. We bought it. We loved it. Except, yeah, except, except we bought a horrible, we horrible, bought, We horrible bought the one. one with the battery that had just taken a dump. Yep. And a cat that had obviously taken other... Thing inside the vehicle. Inside yeah. the vehicle, which once you get cat, you know what, in a car or any house, you might as well just burn it and drive it off a cliff because you're never going to get that stinger. Yeah, I think Roman was debating having me like take it somewhere and actually use it as a shooting uh, target. <laughs> we were, yeah. We, 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 we seriously were driving over it. With, yeah. We talked about with that. With a tank, yeah. yeah. Something like that, yeah. Um, but but we did, we managed to get rid of it, but it was it was definitely an interesting car. But the car that replaced it. After we spent a weekend trying to <laughs> shampoo it. The car that replaced it was not particularly good. It was just a really inexpensive hybrid. Well, there were three versions of it. Right. And that's the thing is that the most recent one, which has now been discontinued, it wasn't a bad car. It was just, it played in the same sandbox as so many others so, that it so, just wasn't unique. So the theory, I think, from Honda's point of view with the new, ins not that insight, not the little, but the latest generation was they were going to build a car with Acura-like interior which it had it would look really premium good. interior it was a good looking car I yeah think, too. At, at a honda cost so they were going to stuff this really great and really expensive interior uh, and then they were going to sell it in three versions right there was a hybrid uh there was uh an all-electric which didn't get a lot of range from right it was like 80 or less than 80 miles of range mm. and then there was a hydrogen powered one right and uh and all three of them looked goofy because it looked like the car from the outside was styled by the same guy who did your dad's Buick. Well, the the, the restyled one, which was which better, was better, and unfortunately, that is going away. But keep in mind that Honda is doing a new Civic Hybrid, which essentially is going to replace it anyway. It just makes sense because the car's overall volume, its capability, and its size, and the demographic, all of that really does cater to people who would buy mean, a Civic Hybrid anyway. It just never worked. Yeah, it never quite worked. It, it It's not a major loss uh, unless you're a major Honda fan. 
Um, now, this next one is a little bit sad for me because I always thought this little car was pretty decent, more so than some others, and that's the Hyundai Accent. You know what the problem there is? The Accent's been around such a long time that it's got that Hyundai reputation for being cheap and, you know... And it's really not that cheap. It's a, the, the current one is a but decent you see, little you see car. What I'm saying they kind of oh, they, I, I know, renamed yeah. uh, every two years. Hyundai now basically redoes their car and comes up with new names. And the accent goes back to the I wouldn't say bad old days, but certainly the days when Hyundai's were considered to be you uh, know, throw cheap, cars cheap entry level yeah. cars that you you know you bought when you had bad credit. And <laughs> what's interesting is that Hyundai couldn't buy lifted the the accent to a higher level. So if you looked at all the inexpensive tiny cars that it competed against, the Hyundai Accent was actually on a higher level in terms of uh, price. Well, that was because it was packed with lots and lots of stuff. Now, to be fair, small cars aren't selling. They just aren't. That's why we mentioned the Spark as well. Uh, people out there are tired of small cars or the SUV just... will one to rule them all, the SUV <laughs> so, crossover. But even small SUVs aren't, aren't really quite doing it in some cases. So the point is, is that the Accent just really lived in a space that wasn't that popular. I have a feeling that Hyundai is going to replace that eventually with a less expensive electric vehicle. They're already doing it with Kia, with the Nero. So I think you're going to see something like that coming along with Hyundai, and that will be the replacement for the Accent. Well, That's about, my guess. How about the venue? Uh, the, well, the venue is one of the replacements, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's it's a decent little car. Yeah, it is a decent little car. It's actually yeah. got some really good elbow room for a small yeah, car. It's yeah. like a little wider. Yeah. And, and it's not an all-wheel drive vehicle, even though they kind of jack it up and make it look like it is. It's essentially, well, it's essentially an accent, just wider and a little bit more... More manly, crossovery. More crossovery. It's a different name. But there's more, because there is the... Hyundai Ionic. Now, before you guys freak yeah, out, you go, oh my God! No, it's the the old original Ionic. old Hyundai Ionic, which essentially looked a lot like a Prius. Actually, the older Prius. Yeah, it's kind of swoopy, kind of uh, it's a, it's um it's, it's kind of a, a yeah, Prius hatchy kind of thing. Yeah. They had no intention of keeping this car for very long. I, I saw one at the bagel shop today. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I pulled up next to it, and I looked, and it said Blue Drive. Remember that Blue yeah. Drive? That they they got rid of that whole moniker, yeah. I believe, or or at least it, it's not popular it was anymore. Like, it was like I like Toyota Synergy. Yeah, it's all the same type of thing. They just want some extra and Nobody spec. knows what it means, right? Yeah, blue, blue drive. drive. Oh, that means blue planet. Versus orange drive. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so the point is, is that that's going away. But, you know, you got the Ionic 5, you got the Ionic 6 and all that. It just sounds and good. Like Synergy Drive. What does that mean, Synergy? It, it doesn't mean anything. anything it really doesn't. But also... Just a big word that's... What was it? Nice Dreams or Blue Dreams and some of these other names yeah. that they have. And, yeah. you it's know, just Smart Stream. SmartStream is one that they use at Hyundai still. It's in my car, and I just like... That sounds that like mean? a prostate pill. Yeah, it actually, it <laughs> does sound like, you know, you will urinate a lot easier using SmartStream. I'm sorry, but it just, it's, you got to really work on these names. Okay, the next one here is, now bear in mind, keep listen to the whole trim, it's the Lexus RX L. I did a video on that with a friend of mine who works at Lexus, mm-hmm. uh, who's become really cool. Uh, nobody ever watched that, but the guy... Um, the guy is great, and he's very tall, and he got in the back seat of that thing with me. Uh, and um, the problem with the L, of course, was that it was a three-row R. <laughs> if you want to call that three. Yeah, yeah, RX. And uh, me and him both got back there, but it was certainly interesting. I think he's like 6'5", mm-hmm. and, and I'm, you know, 6'5", wide in width, not in height. But it, it just, it, you know, it just, it's like you want a car that does it all, right? So you, you, the RX is Lexus' most popular car. 
Uh, and so you put a backseat into it, uh, and then you basically eliminate any storage space behind the backseat. And the other reason, honestly, is that they have a brand new RX that just came out, and it's, just, it's, it's new components all the way around, or mostly, and it just doesn't quite work. And there's a reality here. Lexus builds other vehicles that have a third row that are way more comfortable, and giving journalists less stuff to complain about is one step forward. And it was so easy to complain about that horrible third row. And it might come back in the new one. It, it, they haven't announced it yet. I just no. drove the new one. But it might, but I doubt it. Let me ask I, you this. I sincerely doubt it. Let me ask you this, Nathan. Yes. Do, for a while there, all the manufacturers were on a kick to put third rows into these like midsize crossovers mm -hmm. slash SUVs. Yeah. Was that just silly? I mean, no. if you want a third row, wouldn't you just go for like a big vehicle? Like a, Not if you're stuck like for a, cash. I'm sorry, but that's the only reason why the Dodge work. Journey it sold. It, well, then get a minivan, then. It's so easy to say that, but minivans are not that cheap. You get could, a used minivan. I'm just saying. Oh, no, see that. You I'm, just, say, I'm just saying, I think it's a marketing gimmick. I don't think anybody ever got, got and, 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 the, and the usability of that third row for, like, little kids is so tight because they have to be old enough where they can crawl back in there, right, but not too old where they're, like, too tall to fit back there. So you have like this very short amount of time that, that, I, that I know where little you're going kids can use it. And the so, dog, a dog is just as happy. You know, the dog doesn't need a seat, right? No, you're saying that once again, your opinion, but it's, I, I disagree. Well, I, everything I say my, is my opinion. Well, my dog is strapped to a seat. I actually have a, a seatbelt uh, latch for my dogs. And I think that's respectful. My dog would not tolerate Because that. your dog is the size of you. <laughs> so the, your dog's a beast. But no, let's face uh, it. Let hey. me give you an example. Let me give, let okay, me give you an example. It. Go for it. Uh, the previous Mitsubishi Outlander. Yes, that's the okay. other one that had and, the third row. Yes, it did. And it was a tiny third row. Yes. Almost useless. However, uh, I drove one around and I actually was able to get my Back then, my daughter was in high school and I was able to get her entire, well, not her entire, most of her tennis squad over to her, t her tennis match, including some of the smaller girls who were in the third row. And then. You know, all, all of us, were, we had to scooch you around to make the room, but we were able to do it. And the idea of having that type of utility for a family person who has more than one kid is really important. And that's why out of dozens of cars that I've owned, four of them have had a third row seat, even though I rarely used it. My Nissan Pathfinder, I used it all the damn time, and it wasn't all that comfortable. I, I would say if, you're, if you think that that's, if that's a buying decision that you're using to get that car... Just don't. Get the bigger, get the minivan, and you'll be much happier. I'll give you an example, okay? So right. I used to do a lot of biking. Mm -hmm. uh, and there were two places you could put your bike, right? You could put your bike in the vehicle, mm -hmm. which oftentimes is tight, and it takes up, you know, the third row. Or you got to pull the front or wheel second off row, or second row, right? And you got to pull the front wheel off, right. which is its whole. And then you get grease from the chain on everything. It's mm -hmm. just not, it's not, it's not great. So then I started putting it on top of the roof of the car. But that's even worse in some ways because you still have to usually pull the front wheel off, even though they made ones where you didn't have to pull the front wheel off. And then you got to get the thing on top of the car, which is not easy, especially if it's like a mountain bike. They're heavy and they're awkward. Mm -hmm. In fact, I had a, the worst thing that ever happened. We had a Volvo uh, cross country. Yeah. Uh, and I had Tommy's little bike on, on the top and it flew off on I-70. <laughs> yeah, I was, n nobody got hurt, nothing. The bike, you know, got a little banged up. No car ran into it, but it was terrifying. But the other thing that happens is then you run into the garage with the bike because you forget about it, and you tear the bike off. So now the solution, of course, is... Bumper. Yeah, you put it on the back, right? Yeah, you, put yeah. it, you put it in the back, it's easy, you know it's there, right? Yeah. And now everybody's gone to that. And that's, I think, what's happened with cars. I think people figured out that if you really do need that third row, get a minivan. 
I, I'm not disagreeing that a minivan is the you can't afford it, like super, a, super, you know, a Suburban or Tahoe or something. Right, but there are an awful lot of people out there who still can't afford even that. The least expensive minivans that give you all-wheel drive, suddenly you're in another zone. If you live here in Colorado and you only have $35,000, you will not be able to buy an all-wheel drive minivan. The only car where I liked that third row, I thought it was cool, was in the Mercedes-Benz GLB. Once again, above that $35,000. Right, right. But I'm saying I liked it there. And then we, they just did a new uh, electric version of that, right? Yeah. And, and we were on the program, the worldwide launch, and I said, hey, do you have any with the third row? And they said, no, we didn't bring any with the third row. And that tells you all you need to know about, like, how many people are buying it. Oh, no, no. It tells you that the batteries are taking up too much space. No, no, no. No, uh, they, they, no, uh, no. That's what Germans oh, say. No, they built it with the third row. But there will be no batteries in this car. Live no, with no, it. No, you, you could get it with the third row. They just didn't bring any with the third row. All right. So the third row is there, but they didn't have any because... I suspect no one is buying them with a third row. There are still plenty of vehicles available with third row, and they're still creating them with third row, which is an important point. There will be families who will always need third row seats, I'm even if they don't third really rows. need them. I'm no? just, I'm just, I just want it to be useful. You do, but once again, you're, you're okay. So, so let's move so on to these the next girls, one. How far did you drive these girls? That doesn't sound right already. I <laughs> this, this volleyball team. No, 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 tennis. Oh, tennis team. Sorry. That um, was actually, up quite like, a ways. Um, from, how, how far did you guys from go? From Colorado Springs to Boulder. No, no, I'm sorry. From Colorado Springs to Denver. That's pretty far. Yeah. yeah That's like I two mean, hours. And they all were air-conditioned and cool and everything else, and they were being funny and really loud and playing this horribly obnoxious music. And the minute I had the chance to turn on some really, really inappropriate music, I did, which it, was, was great. Was there room for their tennis rackets, dare I ask? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a tight fit. What I'm trying to get at is that the fact is is that it was doable. And okay. in a in a pinch, I was able to get people in that vehicle and take them where they needed to go. I I I kind of think it's like the off roader, right? Like it's you buy it because you think it's something you'll do, but you actually used it. So yeah, yeah. and I am one of those freaks who actually, and I have a big family too. Yeah. I've got a lot of siblings and whatnot yes. coming to town. So having a third row is huge. And now I don't have any vehicles with third row, and that's awesome. Because it's like, oh, bro, you're just going to have to go around a car yeah, now. Your whole family is Thanksgiving. <laughs> so you, could, you couldn't drive them around. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I can only hold a few people really you, small inside here. Sorry. Uh, you can get in the back of that Santa <laughs> yeah, Cruz, but it's a little going, cold. Yeah, it's, it's, sorry. It's below freezing. But, yeah, you're welcome to get in the back. It was great. And I highly recommend doing that if you have family. I guess you could get in the Mini. Oh, never mind. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I have a Mini Cooper. Get in the Mini. Oh, sorry. Too short. Oh, boy. Too, too. Oh. Anyway, let's move on. You so the next Jeep? Or did you get rid of the Jeep? Yeah, I still have the Jeep. I actually loaned that to two of my brothers. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, I'll probably get rid of it next month. Um, but we'll we'll talk about the Jeep some other time. Okay. The next one on this list, and we're almost done, is the Nissan Maxima. For which, those of you wondering, it's Tommy's old Grand Cherokee. I hate leaving questions on. Oh, answer. okay, okay. Uh, Tommy's old Grand Cherokee. I I actually did videos about me buying it. Yep. I've driven it for over a year. It's actually yeah. been over yeah, a year. Yeah, and you kind of put some lights on the front, made it cooler. Uh, yeah, I replaced a few things on it. It's got new brakes. It's got a. I replaced new the alternator. New transmission. Hey, which, if anybody wants it, he's selling it. Yeah, next month in, in December, I'm going to sell it. Yeah. Uh, Shoot us which, an email at ask at TFL and we'll pass it on to Nathan. There you so go. So it's Tommy's old Jeep. We did a brand new transmission. You did brand new brakes. Mm hmm. Uh, so it's got like 220,000 miles. Uh, about almost 230, I'd say now. And, and we, dare we say it, because we can't, we have, we have to disclose this, a bad heater core. Bad heater core, so. Not ideal for people in it Colorado. Just a little tiny bit of heat comes out. It does have heated seats, and also air conditioning is not really working. But the fan works just fine. And the windows work. And the windows roll down. So, But I've been using it as like a pickup truck. I've used it. I've off-roaded with it. I've taken my daughter and had her. Oh, my new daughter tires on it, too. Oh, yeah, the uh, KM3s, yeah. which are probably worth more than the vehicle itself. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
once again, we'll go over that vehicle a little bit later in, in, in a different broadcast. But anyway, next vehicle that, on this list. That's a perfect like, example of a car that has so much built-in like reliability and goodness that the thing that makes it like you know die isn't the motor, isn't like the, the mechanical bits, isn't the well, transfer tra case, transmission, trans no transmission. Problem. But that's been replaced. Mm. It's like the heating core, right? Which is pretty important. Yeah, actually, and I, I reviewed it and looked at it, and I could technically do it myself if I was willing to. It's a it's a hard it's a it's a hard ask. You, uh, you got to take the whole. Um, the previous generation, you could actually cut a hole in a special place and do it, but that's when not, you take the whole dashboard. Yes, the whole dashboard's got to come out, and it's about a thousand bucks to do have someone professionally do it. And I thought about it at one point. I thought about keeping it and actually giving it to my kid. So, so we've put more money into this thing than it's worth. Oh, by far. Because the new transmission in it was oh, like 2,000. speakers too. It's like 2,200. How much did you do on brakes? Uh, it was about $700. So you have 3,000 on a vehicle that's worth maybe three, maybe four. So it, it's worth $3,500 yeah. on a good day. Yeah. Uh, but it, it runs and drives like a dream. It still has, and oh, it probably needs French shocks eventually. They squeak a little. But anyway, great car. Um, I am only getting rid of it because I bought my uh, brand new um, Santa Cruz. Should we continue? Yes, go. Cool. Okay, the next one on this list, once again, is the Nissan Maxima, which is confirmed dead for 2023, yeah, ending a 40, somewhat on and off another, uh, year production uh, another run. Another sedan bites the dust. This one I'm not surprised about, but I'm also really sad about because I, I too. used I to love the Max. I remember when we did that review and how sporty it was and how quick, quick it was. Well, it had 300 horsepower. I know, yeah. But it had a CVT. And how comfortable it was and how well engineered it was, except for two things, right, that oh. we couldn't get past, the back, CVT yeah. and the front-wheel drive. Oh, and there was more. What was the third thing? Back seat. That back seat has less room than the Altima. Really? And here's the problem. I don't remember that, but yes, I, trust I, me. I, I, tr I trust you 100. Yeah, um... The Altima now has a turbo version, which would absolutely smash, at yeah. least up here at a high elevation. Turbo. Yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, it's variable compression very turbo. Very exactamundo. Yep. So essentially, other than the unique looks, which it does, I still think that the Maxima is a good-looking car, but it just and even trunk space, all of that stuff just doesn't measure up to some of the competitors. And now you have you know the the Altima and even certain you, versions. You, you know what they of, should do with the Maxima? They should make it electric. That is a great car to be electrified. But it would be it would be a really good. And what they should do is use the platform that they're using on the Aria, which apparently they're not using. Um, and, 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 and you know the Aria is kind of weird and hard to pronounce. And you know what I mean? You look at it and you're like, how do you say that? Why didn't they just call the Aria the Maxima and make it? You know, just just rebrand the Maxima as the Aria. I, I have no idea because that that name that nameplate is historic, right? It goes back to. I mean, I remember when I was in high school, people, you know, it was a Ford, years ago. Camry, Maxima. Yeah, um, the, the third I think was the third generation Maxima, which, which was the one that was just kind of squared but had some rounded components to it. Uh, with the V6 and the manual, was a wonderful car. I tried desperately to buy one, but I couldn't quite get there. Um, still one of my absolute favorite designs of the sedan from the, the uh, from the early 90s. Um, this one, they they just didn't go far enough. The front-wheel drive part, you got to deal with it. Everybody does it with sedans. Um, the CBT hooked up to a 300-horsepower engine. Just didn't quite work out. There's so many things they could have done. So maybe we'll see it in another version. Maybe you're right. Maybe it'll come back in an electric car. Who knows? Now, one vehicle that did kind of rep uh, go against it is the next one on our list, and that's the Toyota Avalon. Yeah, so that was the full-size version of Toyota's 
sedan. Essentially. Right? Yeah, so it would go, if you wanted something bigger. Than a Camry. Than a Camry, you'd go for the Avalon. It was very comfortable. It was very uh, luxurious in some ways. It was it was the Toyota Buick. And it was a sedan, which, of course, didn't well, it, fly. It, and they tried just to gussy it up and make it fun. They had a couple different versions of it, including a hybrid, and they also had a TRD version, which I drove in Texas. And w- between the exhaust setup and the, the suspension, tires and wheels and brakes, it was a fun car. But really, you're looking at that going, this is a divorced dad car. This is something that you really want to have something sporty, you, but you're, you're not really there. Or your grandfather's car. Well, in, in hybrid format or the regular one, yes. But the TRD, because of that stiffer ride and everything else, really did sit in its own ether, and just nobody was interested, which is a shame. I thought it was a really decent car. Out of all the sedans that we've talked about today, uh, with its eight-speed automatic transmission, just a regular V6, I'd be more than happy to drive one of those daily. It was a really well-put-together car. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, what was I listening to? Oh, the intercooler. Uh, and one of the guys was talking about bemoaning the fact that no one is, you know, how, how SUVs and crossovers are taking over and no yeah. one's buying sedans. And I'm actually good with it. I, I don't have any particular love for the sedan. I think the form factor is uh, limited. So why wouldn't you get a crossover when you could pay the same amount and have a vehicle that's taller, easier to get in and out of, that's the more point. comfortable, more roomy? Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Just, just I, a much more bigger Swiss Army knife. Why the, do you want a sedan? Just bottom line is historically a, everybody's been doing sedans. Who gives a rat's ass? So when you get in and out of a sedan, you have to kind of fall in it and whatnot. But Toyota came up with a way of fixing that as well. Because yes, the Crown. That's right. And so the Avalon is being replaced by the Crown. But there's something strange about the Crown that bothered me the minute it's, I saw it's, it it. It's like a lifted cross, lifted uh, sedan type thing. Yeah. But its shape means that the back seat space isn't great. Yeah. So I saw it at the LA Auto Show, uh, and I actually liked the look of it. I thought it was actually. I don't mind the looks. I thought the look was good. I didn't sit in it. It was on one of those rotisseries, right? But so Tommy I did. did. He did. Yeah. I didn't go in and there. Tommy's about my height. And the reality is he got into the back seat and he had to kind of lean forward. And for a vehicle this size, and it is a pretty good sized vehicle. It's a big vehicle. It has um, road presence. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense to me that they would design now, it Now, the that Crown way. in Japan was always like their most luxurious. On uh, the top, yeah. Yeah, it was what the, uh, the Japanese gangsters all drove, right? <laughs> it was. Uh, they, they drove Cressidas. I thought they drove crowns. They did. I was just giving you a hard time. Yakuza. I thought that was a, like the, the, the Yakuza. Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah, no, they drive Lexus. But back in the day, they drove the crown. The crown was really their, you know, the the the, the nice almost Cadillac version of a Japanese vehicle in, in Japan, I would say. That's my that's sort of I haven't been there yet, by the way. I want to go. And neither uh, have I. Both uh, of us. Yes. Tommy's been there. We should go. We should go. We should go. We should actually get on a plane and go, but we need to like set up a reason to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Give, give so, us a, come up with some great excuses for us to go. <laughs> or who to contact in order for us to go. You know, like Tim went, Tim Esterdahl from Yeah, he yeah, went he, he, he was went, our buddy, played golf. He, yeah, he went and played golf with uh, the engineer for, the chief engineer <laughs> for the tundra. So we need an excuse. Like I don't want to play golf. I I'd, actually we could go and do like a tour of uh, I'd like to see t- uh, factory tours or nobody watches no, factory I wanna, tours. I want to see uh, Toyota City. Yeah, it's just, a, it's like, it's like I don't know, would anybody watch that video? Yeah, especially if you and I rent a uh, OEM, well, sorry, a uh, J- JDM, little tiny Toyota, something like a key car, and we try to fit all our gear in there and our crew, something really, really tiny, which has a third row seat. Oh, that would upset Roman. Okay, let's wrap this up because we have one more that we're going to mention, and we wanted to save it to the end, which just happens to be And it's behind us if you're watching this on uh, there YouTube. There it is. 
Bye bye, Volkswagen Passat. And it's going away not just in America, but in the entire world. Yeah, they're killing the whole, it's dead. Yeah, wow, that's an iconic name. For it. it is, uh, and the Passat really kind of had a love-hate relationship in the United States. I think a lot of you would agree that the Passat essentially is being replaced by larger crossovers, big surprise. Atlas. The Atlas. They did have a Passat wagon, which I used to be in love with because you could. there was like the W... Eight and the W12 and somewhere, or, and then there was uh, VR6s and a whole bunch of other things. The thing about the Passat that was so cool and historically was the fact that almost every form of drivetrain that Volkswagen had had been in that vehicle at one point in time. There were manual versions that were really throaty and awesome and fun. There were a bunch of other vehicles that were just, you know, all based on that wagons. Uh, just a great car. But then it started getting really cheap and very Americanized. Meaning yeah, they brought over. I, I mean, when you're claim to fame, I remember doing, I remember at one point there were like 13 midsize sedans, right, which just competed against. Yeah. And the Passat's claim to fame was that it had the most rear leg room. Right, and that's is, as far as is, they could yeah, go. And yeah. all the panels were really cheap. We actually did a video years and years ago where we said this would be a great car for our moms. Yeah, and they Do built. You remember that? Yeah, I remember they built it in Chattanooga mm -hmm. for America. That's that's the picture painting right photo behind us, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, you know, once again, I think it's vehicle whose uh, time had come. You know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. for what the competition is out there all, too. It, uh, eventually, it does. <laughs> eventually, I, it, not all. for me. I shall live on forever. Now, <laughs> vehicles that will not live on forever in the very short amount of time from money. now. Um, and that is, we already mentioned the Jaguar F-Type. We're pretty damn sure that thing is going to go There's away. a special 75 model right now. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to go away. This one, th the next one is like... Oh, my God. Crazy, crazy for Britain because everybody yeah. in Britain is losing their you-know-what because Not of it. Not just Britain, a lot of Europe. Yeah, yeah. This, this is an iconic car that, that we got for... Well, we got it for a while... And then, it, you know, nobody moaned the fact when it left. We actually owned I one. I did. I loved it. I loved the little one we had, even though parts were falling off of it. it <laughs> it's a problem. It's but a Ford it Fiesta. So, it was the most uh, emotion-filled Ford, little Ford I've ever driven. It's like, it's like, you know, when the Beetle went away for Germany. It's like that in the U.K. with the Fiesta going away. The, yeah, and that is. It's the Ford Fiesta. And the ST was just incredible. It was uh, so much fun. Yeah, I remember, you know, we had it. We did a video series, Is It Faster Than Fiesta ST, that nobody None, watched. Nobody watched. And uh, the, the, we got rid of it uh, because uh, it started falling apart after like the first 10 remember like the seat started there's like a bracket a bolt that was coming off and the and seat got plastic. all squished and like the plastic was starting to already like you know get get weird its and build it's, quality wasn't great but yeah. overseas i mean the fiesta has been around for such a long time the name itself is so recognizable the question i think is will ford take that name and slap it on something else i think they will i think you're going to see the kuga replaced by some sort of small fiesta little kind of crossovery thing. Electric and Fiesta? Possibly, and then you guys are going to riot, of course. Hopefully, keep, you know, save that for winning or losing so soccer when games. I, when I lived in Europe, there was also one smaller than that. And in Europe, I think it was called the Ka. Oh, I love the Ka. Especially but in the British, first generation was the I most. Think, I think in Britain, they called it the Ka. So some, like, like I mean, I, I'm guessing, Ka. let me know in the comments. I think like in, like Germany, it was the Ka, but in Britain, it was the Ka. Uh, you might be wrong, but I, I could be wrong. Be, yeah. You could be right. The, and they had a sport version of it, and they had the world's best commercial where it actually beats the crap out of a bird trying to poop on it. It was like the best. You should look it up on YouTube. Great car, but that's not what we're talking about here. Fiesta uh, look, grew. I, I love small little hatchbacks. Oh, that are hot. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah! Great little car. It's it's a shame. It's a pity. I I feel for you, Europe. Okay, speaking of Europe, 
The Lamborghini Aventador. Whoa, that's going to be hard to replace. Mm-hmm. In my mind, the Aventador, I remember when I first sat in it uh, here at the dealership, uh, and I was like awestruck with the little on switch where it's like almost like a, yep. a bomb. Uh, or a fire and a missile. Well, yeah. Boom, bang! Yeah. 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 I oh. mean, uh, uh, you know, the shape of it. I don't know what they're going to replace the Aventador with because well, it's, it was so iconic. Things. Yeah. I And, you know, we're hearing stories about not electrified per se, but but some sort of hybrid options that are coming out. And it makes sense because nowadays hybrid tech can outdo just regular plain old V12 tech. But... But how do you replace the emotion, you know, the passion I don't know. I don't know. Of, a, of a, you know, V12 with an electric motor? Well, I didn't say electric, electrified. Maybe it's a V8 with an electric motor hooked to it. Maybe it's going to be like the LaFerrari, which still sounded amazing, even though it was a hybrid. Uh, it was, what? Yeah, okay. Anyway, let's move on. I mean, it's sad, but... I love that. Like, I love that vehicle. I think so. it's going gonna, it's gonna to live as one of the most iconic Lamborghinis. That and the NSX are two... If I once again had you know a couple hundred thousand dollars sitting around, mm-hmm. in this case I think they're like four hundred thousand. Yeah, they're not cheap. No, and the Huracan is good, but the Aventador is, oh my, mm. yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I, I'm it's, not going to do everything a, a Lamborghini should be right. It's mm. so outlandish, so out there, so like like, you know, full of lead in your pencil, Nathan. That it, it, it's almost uh, obscene. That car had cojones. Oh, <laughs> all right. It was a hell of a car. All okay, right. let's move on though. So these are cars that have not officially been uh, pronounced uh, dead yet. But yes, they're, they're, we're pretty sure they're on the cutting block uh, yeah, very I, soon. I think they're knocking at the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Um, right. So the first one is the Chevrolet Camaro. Oh, that's going to hurt. You guys know this. It look, they're just not selling. Buy them if you want. If yeah, you want that, to now's the time. Yeah, uh, it's it's hilarious, isn't it? Like you can't get a Corvette to save your life. No, a C8, right? They're they're still selling Oversticker. But the Camaro just languishes. And yet the Mustang, for the most part, is still selling. And they've just announced a new Mustang. So Mustang soldiers on mm-hmm. with a new version that is not going to be electric. That's going to be... No, we thought there might be some electrification. It turns out there won't be, at but, least for now. Well, it'll be traditional, you know, American V8, 5 liter. And yet the Camaro, wah, wah, wah. And the Camaro had some other drivetrain options. I actually thought all of them were quite good. Yeah. You, you know what the biggest problem with the Camaro was for me? It was the cowl was too tall. You can't I just get. couldn't see out of it very yeah. well. Yeah, the it was just uh, like you're, if you want to sit with your elbow, you'd almost have yeah. to have it like at face height. But see, some guys who are total gangsters, they like that, man. Yeah, so, they ride like this, man. Yeah, so I, I don't. It's a shame, and you know, you guys are going to scream and yell, "Hey, uh, this is an American icon. Why get rid of it?" Yeah, well, you didn't buy it. I mean, you didn't. That's the thing. If you look at the numbers, what was go, the one you loved? You loved the supercharger. Was that the L? Oh, the uh, yeah, the LT one. LT one. Yeah. Oh, that thing was a beast, and it was yeah. just had so much presence. I remember when you got it, and you, you drove it, and you were like kid in the candy store. Oh, I love driving. I love bringing it home and getting my wife angry. Whenever I'd get her angry just by pulling up to the house, I knew it was a good car. Because it was a... Oh, that thing made a lot of noise. The kids in the neighborhood, because it was yellow and black, and so, you know, the whole bumblebee thing, all the kids are coming out in the neighborhood to hear it. I'd let them sit in it, and then I'd rev the engine. Oh, my God! You know, oh, it was a great car. It had lots of attitude, and it was a great driving car. Really, really, really good on the track. At the time, the only vehicle that mu- that Ford built that I thought was kind of comparable to it, at least with handling, was the Boss. This is the prior generation. Right. Um, and But that one didn't quite have the thrust. Not uh, the GT500, the previous gen? No, the G- but this, the GT500 was more, but I was also that was a, a beast in a totally different way. That thing didn't... It didn't handle as forgiving as no, a boss. No, or the Shelby GT500, the previous generation, was yeah. definitely a straight-line car. Oh, it just didn't give you a lot. No. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, is that it the, the Camaro, even the four-cylinder turbo, really good car. 
not the best thing to see out of, but wow, what a great car. And it's such a shame that it's going away. And once it's gone, I don't know what GM's going to replace it with. I don't see any other entry-level sporty car that they're going to produce. It's you know it's hard to no, have, I can't do it's hard to can't have do. like two halo cars right no. like the Nissan has the same problem with the GTR and the Z right one of them and eventually just kind of is left to die on the vine eh. you know what I mean that's just mm. you need one halo car and you do well you have two halo cars and I think even Port here I think even Porsche has that problem right mm. what saved Porsche wasn't you know the 911 it was initially the Boxster and then of course what supercharged them was the Cayman right but in the Porsche lineup, you've got the 911, you got the Cayman, you got the Boxster, and all three of those cars, you know, are very good. They all have different like flavors of performance, but the one that always steals the limelight is the 911. Yeah, right? you, you could buy the used Boxster, and the, even when prices but of, they're still selling the Boxsters. Right, but and you the could Caymans. you could buy used one today for like 10 to 15k first gen. Try getting a you know try getting that same generation, that same year of 911 for anything less than 50,000. And, and, and the Boxster not, is just as good. It's built just as well. In some cases, mm -hmm. it's just as quick. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I am saying that the example you're giving is just the wrong example. You can't. That's German perfection. And then right, you're comparing up, it with pick, sloppy American cars. So, so pick. <laughs> you are. So well, pick. Okay, Ford. Ford is producing tons of Mustangs. They still sell all of them. And they sold every single Ford GT that they built. Yeah, but they only that's built. That's a Halo car. But they only built a Halo. A, as a Halo car, a right? Thousand? They only built. A very limited run of them, yeah. very limited. Not like you know, like like with the Camaro and the Corvette. Uh, we just purchased, uh, and there's going to be a video tomorrow about this. A, a C5. Ugh. You know how many C5s they built? Yeah, like uh, two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, quarter million. Yeah, yeah. And th th you know, that's 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 a serious contender when you're competing against the Camaro. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see it that way at all. I I, I drew I truly believe that they could have, and they did for a while separate them. But the problem was the Chevrolet did not listen to us. And <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. They should hey, Mary, have. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even Mary. It was before Mary's time. On your next run or whatever. You guys should have just are you, are you, a couple of tweaks and you would have made the car she, better. Does she drive to work or does she take a helicopter to work? What do you think? Oh, private jet. You think she oh, jets to work? Yeah. So on your jet flight in there, you have a listen to this podcast. As you're having the people who work for you look at the pad and seeing the comments and reading what we're saying, then you know make, make and, that determination. And by the way, Mary, I love you, girl, but you should have never sold Opal. Just my opinion. Agreed. Okay. So uh, so the next one, unless you know, uh, and there's one final one. And I'm you and I are very different on how we think about this car. It's the Kia Stinger. Hmm. I think it's a fantastic car. I like it too. Why? Why? why was uh, because you you say that they never sold them, and for a little while they were actually selling a few, which is why they kept them going and kind of did a refresh on them. The biggest issue I felt that the Kia Stinger had is a they didn't offer a manual version for a lot of people who wanted them, and they built a manual that could have gone in there, and also it just didn't quite resonate with the crowd other than the kids who wanted to drift them. That's it, my issue. I, I think it needed like 100 more horsepower to make it truly like competitive. So what you got was a car, I think it had like 350-ish oh. out of the twin turbo V6. Is it twin turbo V6? Yeah, there was, two tw there was and right. a four-cylinder turbo too. Right, yeah. So I think it was like 300 plus, uh, which at the time... It moves. It moves, but I think it just, to really make it like, like holy cow, you needed like 400 horsepower. And, I, and it was before like, like you know, Kia... And Hyundai got serious about like like stealing 
German. Well, they, they had Peter no, Schreier, so they stole the Audi designer, so it's got a lot of Audi in it. Yes, it does. It's right? fantastic. Right, so, so you basically built a cheaper, better version of uh, A7. Uh, I wouldn't disagree. I think it's it is actually better. But the problem is better. nobody buys the A7, right? It's also like that's also a very niche car. So you build a better version of a niche car as opposed to building a better version of a popular car. So something that one of the insiders, I can't officially give his name, from I Kia should say better, said, cheaper, probably um, was cheaper, is that the reason isn't so much the sales. It's because the platform is being phased out because they are moving to electrification. This platform does not cater to it. It's also why the G70 has gone through many changes. They used to share a platform. And so you're going to see big changes with that vehicle as well. This is what was said by an insider. Um, I will say this. The Kia Stinger, if you are in the market for a sedan, was one of, a real sedan. I mean, a proper rear drive or all-wheel drive sedan. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Absolutely stunning car in so many ways. Great driving dynamics right out of the box, even with the base version. And then kids are slapping on larger wheels, the suspension brakes, and all that, and turning them into really, really good cars to hustle. Here's my problem with that car, okay? Um, and it's a good problem to have, but it's a problem. And it's happened with a few other cars. Like, being in the business, there are some cars that if we had unlimited funds, I would buy and just have. Just I would, this have. is one of them I would. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, another one like that that I wish we had bought was the final edition of the Evo. You remember the Evo? Oh, that I was an FE edition. Yep. That, that stuck around for, like, a number of years. I, I knew I sh we didn't have the money to buy it. But what the problem is, let's say we buy this last – let's say we get, get a new one right now. What do we do with it? Right, you guys. We'd don't have to stick it in the barn and drive right. it very, very little. You guys don't care about it. It's not going to get the views, so there's not a business case for it. Right, because we have we do return based on what you guys view. If you like a car and watch the videos, yeah, okay. And there's not another. There's not a real like consumer. Yeah buyer guide case for it so like we buy it and then we test it for a year on a car that's going away right so th then the only possible rationale that you buy it for is because you love it and you want to hold on to it and that's not going to pay the love the doesn't rent. pay the bills and that goes with almost everything we have at tfl yeah, exactly so it is unfortunate i truly think that it's a fantastic even the name everything about that car I thought was grand, and I'm sure that there's a lot of journalists out there who have driven it. Were like, oh man, what a loss! A lot of you guys out there who always wanted something that can handle but hold your family, you're totally just missed out on a fantastic car. And you know, you know what would have made it even awesome, more awesome? I should say awesomer uh, uh, for journalists. Had they made it a wagon with a manual transmission, they would have sold at least 500 yeah, of if them. If if we <laughs> at least at least five hundred because that's that's the limited run on the uh, the Cadillac S, uh, CTSV wagon. I mean, we just spent thirty eight k on the cheapest four wheel drive uh, truck you could buy in America, right? Well, uh, mid size V uh, with the four with four wheel drive. Yeah, full sorry, size, full size four wheel drive. Four -wheel drive. We got to have that caveat. Right, that. but you could have bought a Stinger for that. Yeah, but it wouldn't have gotten any views. So I, I know, well, I know that's that's our deal. I'm talking about the audience out there. Yeah. But, but that's, still there. It's, you know, we one of the things that I always try to do, and, and you've, I think, understood this forever, is we don't do videos. Okay, this actually brings it full circle, right? Mm -hmm. So we do videos and buy cars and test cars and sell cars because you guys want to see them and you guys are tired of seeing them, right? So yeah. we buy them because you guys want to see them and then we sell them once you get bored of them, right? And so, in some cases, they so, don't last long at all. So to me, a Kia Stinger would be very self-indulgent. It, it would be. It, it would be buying it because... And, we and, wanted it. And, 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 and I did that. I did that with the Jaguar. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I knew, but it was only six and a half thousand dollars, which in the scheme of things to buy a British performance car for six and a half thousand dollars, that's a V8, I think is a bargain. But also it fit with the show that we were putting together. Yeah, it did fit with the show. And that, and that worked just fine, even though it wasn't watched as much as we would have liked. It, but it but it's sh- okay, because if you spend, from a business point of view, if you spend only six and a half thousand and you guys don't watch it and you hate it, then, you know, we could sell it for what we bought it for. And we could be self-indulgent. Right. But we right. can't we can, be self-indulgent with $38,000. Especially one that might, maybe two videos would be interesting, and then we're not able to do another half a dozen, which is what we would want to do with a car like that. It just wouldn't make it work. Now, there's a caveat there. If one of the people who worked at TFL bought one of those and drove it daily and we featured it, that would make a bit of a different story. But that doesn't happen that often. So, so like, like one of the vehicles I want to buy, and that's because... I was at the LA Auto Show, and it, it just had like people around it like crazy. It was the ID Buzz? Fantastic design. Yeah, but the problem with that vehicle is it's already out in Europe, and by the time it comes to America, which is twenty, and that's another thing. All right, another now, year. Uh, yeah, now let's okay. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate the time. Let's talk to Volkswagen, okay? Yeah. Volkswagen, yeah. what the heck? Come on, guys. Really, you've got the most. You, you've brought in the most boring of all electric cars, and the one that like rocks and people would buy like candy. You're not selling here until 2024, and I'm talking about the ID Buzz. Why? Why? Oh my! Why? 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 Is it? Are you production? Just switch over the tomorrow. Switch over the production line at Chattanooga from the ID Four to the ID Buzz. Right? I, I drove. Look, Nathan. I drove by our local Volkswagen dealership. They have ID Fours lined up like, like seriously. Right? You and would not have one ID bus. It would be pre-sold to 2026. And yet you, you're now, you're kind of, I feel like you're, you're stuffing this car down the throats of American buyers that will sell initially because it's one of the few affordable electric cars. With all-wheel drive. Right, but there's no passion behind the thing. Not like that. And the ID one bus. that people would like, if, you know, would buy because it's passionate, it's comfortable, it's utilitarian, it's cool. It's got everything going for it. We don't get till 2024. I don't understand the re- rationale for that. Spreckles why are, we, why are you treating us like, you know, like, like, like this, this is your biggest market, potentially bigger than, than Germany, right? We have a lot more people here. Yeah, and potentially bigger than China as well. The, the bottom line, Roman, you are absolutely right about everything you said. The biggest issue is that almost every single time Volkswagen builds, with a couple exceptions, something that would be useful for the masses, for some reason they hold it back and they, then it goes a couple of years, and then by the time it comes out over here, it's a little past the date it really should be here. There is no reason that I can see of that you can't use the almost exact same platform. That's, by the way, it is the same platform. It's the ID4 platform. Just put a different top on it. Basically, and the, I don't understand why you're not doing that. You want to withhold a vehicle from the United States, a much bigger market than the European market you're catering to right now, with your ID buzz, it doesn't make a lot of so, sense. There's so much passion, right? The, 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 in, in Europe, I, and I, I, you know, I don't understand like the uh, zeitgeist behind the Volkswagen van in Europe, but I do understand it here. Here, mm. it is like there's this incredible amount of pent up demand for that. Cold uh, following almost yeah. e- e- for a vehicle pe- that doesn't exist. People will mortgage their house, they will sell their firstborn. I already know somebody that I'm related to. Who they will go into debt to buy that. Yep. None of those things can you say about an ID4. I agree 100%. And yet, 100%. And yet, you know, there's 20 ID4s parked in front of the Volkswagen dealership that no one's buying. 
And now you're now we're getting to the point where it's like, okay, well now they're built in Chattanooga, so the government's going to prop it up, right? Because obviously it's going to qualify for mm-hmm. the for the for the new rebate. But that's really, do you really want to rely on that when you have a vehicle that you could sell that would sell no matter what? I don't understand. I don't I don't understand. Anything. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Maybe there's smarter people than me well, running. The there company. is one more thing to keep in mind. This I think we'll close this out with yeah. this. Volkswagen has a while ago bought the rights to Scout, and they are building. Good Scouts point. and they're off-road vehicles and SUVs and they're all going to be electric. I can't say much more than that, but the reality is is that they are going to be building those vehicles as well. Maybe there's some sort of reason why the platforms or the technology or the business case for building those vehicles is interfering with the buzz. I'm hoping that's a reason. Otherwise, frankly, and I'm sorry, Volkswagen, I love a lot of your cars, especially in the past, but not bringing the buzz here right now is stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it just it seems very short-sighted. And I hate saying that. I hate saying that to any automaker, and, but and, it doesn't make any and, sense. And I think when they did the planning for the ID Ford to be built here in Chattanooga, they should have just scrapped it, kept it in Germany, and sold and done the. No, done, I think they should the have buzz. built that alongside of the, the buzz. buzz. Yeah, I mean, both. you you yeah, that's what they should have done. Yeah, and they the, didn't. They get rid of the facade and do the buzz. Yeah, and you know we're talking about the van, right? In case of the ID Buzz is a van. van. Uh, there's gr- a great video with Roman at the LA Auto Show that just came out. You can go to alltfl.com for that do, with Moto Man, and he actually does a great walk around, and they feature the ID Buzz in that. The one. other thing, which is I don't understand, and we're gonna once again bring it full circle, is they're only bringing the three row here. Because the one that's here is the two-row. Yeah, what, they have what, a delivery van version in the in Europe. Why do? Why can't we have both? Why can't we have the two-row? I mean, think about that. You would dominate row. the market. You guys would absolutely kill it. <laughs> How much more is it? And you could see it's designed for the third row. If you look at it back there, there are like cup holders and there are armrests in the third row. <laughs> Just give us both. Why? Why are we? Maybe like, is it a removable third row? No, 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 no. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's a, a, it's a, a yeah. We're only going to get the longer base. And third. we need a Westphalia. And we need a bunch of other Just versions. Just bring in both. Doesn't people? Buy the two row. I'm serious. It, it's a perfect like little a California surf car for a two row. Who mm. needs a surf vehicle that's got three rows? Volkswagen ich liebe dich. Yes. Finished. Yeah. Sehr viel. Okay. So I want you to contact Roman und, und and I. Nathan ist ein bisschen zu. Yeah, So the point is, is that bring us out there. You're a bit too red. Uh, yeah. I didn't know what else to say. I know. This is <laughs> Germans like, yeah. uh, you just uh, wrote wie ein Krebs, Nathan. <laughs> ah, danke. Uh, so <laughs> the point is, is that bring us out the Jewel team uh, with Tommy, uh, basically the whole crew. Bring us out there, okay? At Stuttgart, is that where they're based? Uh, no, uh, Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. Oh, Mercedes and Porsche are based in yeah, Stuttgart. It doesn't matter. Wolfsburg. Anyway, so bring us out there. No, you know what? We're gonna get and to we go will sit with your people. I think we're going to get to drive the ID Buzz in California. Yay. Well, yay. So we'll drive it and then we'll have to sit on our hands for a year. Yes. Okay. But that we, great. we already told Volkswagen we want to order one. That's how much we love it. Yeah. We want to buy one. And, you know, when we, buy, when we, buy, you know, when we buy something, it, it like gets a boatload of views. Yeah. I mean, like millions, tens of millions. So over time, indeed. Yeah. So, so and, and we have a limited budget. So to buy a vehicle yeah. is seriously important so, to us. So uh, anyway, bring us over. We'll talk to you guys. Please listen to us. Okay. And with that, let's wrap it up. Uh, guys, have right, a right. wonderful week. Uh, which of those? Oh, which of these? Would the, you rather? The you, NSX. I'd buy that. I'd buy that tomorrow. I'd uh, sell two of my kids. No. Okay. Okay. I would too. But okay. let's say one, ones that we can actually afford. Okay. Which of those would you say should stay out of all those? Oh, which one should stay? stay yeah. Out of um, the affordable ones. I, I'm going to go with the, the Kia Stinger. 
Yeah. That's probably my favorite of those. Yeah, but once again, the Kia Stinger is not officially confirmed. Stinger, Camaro, or Jaguar. Oh, which one of those would I no, say? No, out of all of them. Oh, out of all of them. I'm, I'm, those are the three I would like. Okay. Um, I would say I'm, I'm going to be sad about. Uh, I'll Audi tell you. A2, TT. I think the Avalon, in terms of a larger picture, yeah. should stay around because more and more large sedans are going away. But in terms of my own personal passion one, yeah. it's a toss-up between the F-Type and the Camaro. I okay. love the F-Type. It's such a pretty car. It, it a pretty sounds car. so good. I don't, you know, the problem I have with the F-Type is it's got this funky seat where every time I sit in it, it hits me right in the yeah, back, that, like it, where my neck connects to my that backbone. Is a, that's a problem I don't have because I slouch more than you do. And it just it, it yeah. hits right there, and I, it, I can't sit in the thing for more than like an hour without But feeling. I can stare at it for hours. I yeah. love that car. I just, it's, it's, mm. But I also, I love the Camaro. So it would be a toss-up between those two. All right. Thanks for watching. Remember, alltfl.com. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next time. Ciao. Cheers, guys. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.